starts today, you fucking maggot motherfucker. <laughs> Stop blaming everything on everybody. And fucking American society and the fucking iPhone. Fuck you and the fucking iPhone. Fuck you and fucking Facebook. Fuck you and social media. It's all about you, you dumb motherfucker. Get up, grab your balls. Hug your wife, kiss the kid. Pick up the fucking dog. Stop it. Stop it. It's not all Obama's fault. You don't want a bowler? Take your vitamin C, you dumb motherfucker. You don't want ISIS to fuck with you? Stay in New Jersey. But stop your fucking crying. You're a fucking American, you fucking douchebag. Start acting like it. That's it. You're a fucking American. Motherfucker. Boom. Yes. Hi. We are back. Oh, we are I back. I guess that was a little. That's all right. Yeah. So here we are. Last here we are. Weekend of February. February twenty seventh. I yeah. think. Yeah. Damn, dude. Man, we're already on March. I know. That's I'm ready crazy. for springtime. Three months into twenty twenty one. And shit's still crazy in the world. Oh. Anyways. It's crazy to think that April Fool's Day is almost right around the corner. <laughs> I know. I remember thinking. Like, I was hoping that April Fool's Day was going to come and they were going to be like, oh, just a big April Fool's joke, this whole COVID thing. But here we are a year later. It's not a joke. And Maybe this April Fool's. Maybe. Maybe That'd be the long, the, world. the super long con. So. All right, man, what do you got? What do we got on Pokemon Update? Time? I actually switched my mind to Heatran. What's his name? Heatran. Heatran? Okay. What does he do? Uh, he he's a basic. Um, hit. He, uh, he has one hundred thirty hit points, and he's a fire type, of course, because it has because his name has heat in it, uh, and also his attacks are fire fang, which does thirty damage, and um. I thought I knew that that was regenerating. Mm. Re. Raging. Raging flare. Yeah, it's a. I thought that was actually raging. And it's then too easy for him. 80 plus. Regenerating. Which does 80 plus. Um, also, boiling blood, like magma, circulates through its body. It makes it, it its dwelling place in vulc- volcanic caves. Damn. Sounds brutal. Its blood is basically magma. Yeah. I feel like I have days like that. <laughs> my blood is just liquid hot magma. <laughs> but but it's but this guy's actually used to it. Yep. Which Heck yeah, man. What else is going on? We went shooting yesterday. Mhm. And I and I hit a 50 yard out target. I saw the video. Yeah, man. I can attest to it. It was pretty awesome, dude. Putting rounds on steel at 50 yards. Yeah, it took them a little uh, bit to figure out where the sights needed to go, but once he got it figured out, he was uh, shooting pretty straight. So that's fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you hit that, you pull the trigger and you hear that ding, way out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty yards is far enough to where there's just like there's a split second yeah. between the trigger pull and the ding. So it's that's like cool. just long enough to where you're like, oh, there oh, it is. There's a little anticipation. <laughs> yep. It is sweet. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for the Pokemon update. Mm-hmm. Jax is leaving. Might be time for the young... Youngins. Young bucks to take off. Not so young anymore. 
You're older than you were. That's right, he's eight now. Yeah, it's your birthday party, our epic Nerf gun battle. You figured out the gift I got you? Yep. What are you going to do with the 50 bucks? I already spent it. Already? I, I, I was going to show you. I, I just wanted to get the Lego set and show you really quick. That was right, show me. Yeah, show me after. When we get done. It'll take like an hour. No, it's all right, man. It's all right. It, uh, you got a big battle mech. Ninjago battle mech. That, that's the one that so. came with one of my limited edition ninjas. Sweet. I yeah. have four of them. You'll like it. I'm glad you said it on Ninjago. Two feet tall, man. It's pretty freaking... Is it? It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'll check it out afterwards. Okay. All right, man. Ah, there you go. Taking the young and shooting. It's good. Yeah. I know. I was telling him I'm, I'm jealous. Like, I wish I'd grown up shooting guns and it was just something... It's like wrestling, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, man, if you grow up wrestling... You're just going to be wired differently as an adult than if you didn't. Like yep. if you grow up around guns, you're going to be wired differently than if you, uh, than if you didn't. And trying to figure those fucking skills out as an adult is uh, is challenging. So, or a little more challenging. That's my excuse. That's why I'm using. <laughs> no, I, I, there's probably some. I'm pretty sure there's some science to back that up. Probably. I'm pretty sure our our brains aren't quite as malleable. No, as the young ones. Not quite. They as. get calcified for yep. all our years of being fed bullshit. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was another thing that dude Brian Enos in that book was saying. Like he's like, don't rely on habit. Habits are a preconceived notion of what you think, how you think you should respond. You should just stay open to the moment and respond in the moment. And uh, yeah, it was yeah that actually that right there was. Uh, because you see that in jiu-jitsu, right? Like habits in jiu-jitsu are like where you get like a pathway. And pathways are good to drill. But like when when you're just, your pathway is your jiu-jitsu, that's your habit. And you just get really good at forcing the same position. I'm going to force close guard. I'm going to get the arm across. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you do that. And then someone diverts that pathway a little bit. And not everyone knows how to correct course you know you throw a little wrench in it and all of a sudden they're like oh shit and and that's the difference like that's uh going by habit versus like being able to just respond in the moment and it may look like habit uh with you know higher belts or people who are able to respond better but it's a little bit different it's not the same thing as someone who just like has developed this one game and you can get really successful with that strategy, but it's not the same thing as just responding in the moment as uh, like having a habit. This is what I do every time. And it may look the same, but there's a difference. I mean, would you I would agree? agree. I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, you know, when you go into a round, that you can't have too many preconceived ideas how it's going to go. Yeah, no. Because when someone takes a left, when you expect them to take a right, and it takes a second for your brain to catch up. Yeah. And that second, that second. Is, is valuable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so now yeah, you're behind the curve. You're behind the curve and yeah. The power curve, as they say. Yep. In tactical land. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna refer to weightlifting land, the power curve. Uh yeah, they yeah, well I guess they use that there too. Yep. But I've heard it in the tactical world. You don't want to get behind the power curve. That's why you gotta have a sub second draw. 
Because what if someone's drawing you and how are you going to catch up if you are behind the power curve and all this shit. So it's all interesting hmm. thought processes. So I know, man, it's fucking funny, man. I've been diving like deep, like just absorbing all sorts of shit as I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you see, man, there's a lot of, uh, it's like anything else. You start to see common threads. Like that's really what I'm. I'm getting like I'm absorbing a lot of shit and I'm learning stuff here and there but it's like okay I've heard like three guys recommend the same thing so there must be something here like that's kind of how I'm using a lot of it to direct my knowledge because I know man YouTube can be a dangerous place like we tell white belts all the time like stay off YouTube it'll fuck you up if you don't know how to filter it you don't know how to use it properly uh you can get steered in the wrong direction quickly you know that's it's uh that is a skill in itself because we're i was thinking about this this week we live in such a fortunate time we have access to so much information so much information right at our fingertips and so you can learn so much stuff is you just yeah i realize that like i'm in a pretty fortunate position when it comes to learning things being that I have a job that affords me the opportunity to, dude, I listen to, if I was to average out on the week, like six hours worth of podcast every day. Because, you know, in the morning I got about a three hour drive and in the afternoon I got about a three hour drive. And no, that's dedicated podcast time. And even throughout the day in between deliveries, you know, and I, I got podcasts playing. So, man, if I get onto a subject, I can just find all the podcasts or audio books that I want yeah. and I can just fucking listen. Listen until my heart is content. I mean, how much I'm retaining is debatable. Yeah. But it's still, it, it doesn't, but I, I'm kind of diverting off subject. Is What I was getting at is that there is, you have to learn how to discern what's good information to what's bad information. And who's, and that, I mean, you got to spend the time, you'll spend the time listening to some bad information. Yeah. And you don't even realize it until afterwards or like almost through the episode, the podcast episode, and you're like, oh, fuck, that was kind of garbage. Yeah. And But you you got to put the time in to find out. <clears throat> you know, like my new rabbit hole I've been on is this whole Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But dude, I'm going deep on this, dude. <laughs> All my waking hours are obsessed with this. And I can explain why, because there's like some common threads, but there there is so much information out there. And it's a beautiful thing, man. You can just read and read and read and listen. And it's fucking great. You know, what What other time in this world have we had this much ability just to, if you want to learn about something, fucking go. No one's stopping you. Yeah. And it's, man, I love it. It's I, I feel very fortunate that, like, and people that aren't capitalizing on that, like, I just, I feel bad for them. You know, like, what, like, what are you doing with your time? Like, why, why aren't you finding something that just really interests you? I mean, it can be working out. It can be anything. Cryptocurrency. It can finances. Like, every jiu-jitsu, shooting guns, training dogs. Like, whatever you want to do. And you can just spend hours just educating yourself on it. And, man, it's... But there is, there's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit out there. Yeah. But... Yeah, man, it's it's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you got to spend the time and invest the energy and effort, and that's where like you know paying for some uh, help, you know, whether and with jujitsu. I mean, you know, joining a fucking gym I mean, trying to learn jujitsu through watching videos and getting a, some buddies together and mats in your garage. I mean, 
it's better than nothing. You can do it, but it, it's you're better off like joining the local school. Yep. I mean, if you know, if you can afford it or work something out, like so, just that is the the thing as well. Like if you're just trying to navigate things, um, it's it's a different thing. It's not that you can't, right? Because you may not have a fucking local Bitcoin expert that you can right. talk to, but if you did. I'll bet you would fucking take advantage if there was a local no, I, Bitcoin dojo. I, I haven't like gone down uh, the rabbit hole finding if there's anybody here. Yeah, you know, it's like some sort of cryptocurrency financial advisor. Yeah, that I could sit down and talk to. But I, you know, that idea has been in my head. Yeah. So, but again, yeah, like, I would like to talk to somebody because there, yeah. there, there is a definite there's value. There's definite value in that. And investing in somebody who's been there and done that, it may just be to find out that. Fucking half of what they told you may not necessarily apply to what you need to do, yeah. right? You may have been given, you know, advice that they'd give to one person, but it doesn't really apply to your situation. Yeah. So, but again, you gotta, if you're not willing to go through that process, then you're not really willing to get good at something. Because if you're waiting for someone to come along, and this is what I was gonna say, I think the problem is, is that people's attitude today is, well, someone needs to come and tell me what to do and how to be successful. Yep. And then I'll do it, and no one's telling me what to do. And it's like, motherfucker, it's all right there. You can go find out, but it takes time, energy, and effort. And if you're not willing to invest the time, energy, and effort, and your attitude is just, well, the, the man is fucking holding me down, or insert fucking excuse here, uh, then you're never going to get better. You know, You may succeed in getting more people to listen to your complaining, but you're still not achieving what you wanted to achieve. It's not changing things. Man, so many people. You know, it's it's, it's funny that we started out talking about this because that's what I wanted to talk about today was was basically this in a nutshell is, yeah, so many people are just waiting for them, for, for someone to give them the answer. They don't want to put in the work to find the answer for themselves and experiment. And they, they, they just want the information spoon-fed to them. Yeah. And I see it, dude. When I see that, I get so frustrated. You know, because you'll try... Hey, I'll try not to get too specific. So you try to help somebody with, you know, something in particular. And you give them quite a bit of information. But this happened to me recently. And I gave this individual adequate information. And I, I, just, I just assumed that they would do some reading and stuff on their own. Yeah. To, you know, further educate themselves, you know, and help them achieve their goal. But, you know, after a week or two uh, helping this person out, they made some comments or, you know, asked me some questions and made some statements that just made my blood go to fucking the magma level. I was like, well, why is this question even being asked right now? And it, and it, it took me a couple days after the conversation that I got a little agitated with. To realize that this individual was not doing any work on their own. Mm -hmm. The only information that they were running with was what I had told them. That's it. Like what I had told them was gospel. And they just shut off the learning valve right there. Like that's <laughs> it. This is all I need to know. I'm like, what? And it's like, God damn it, man. We have the world at our finger fingertips with that little phone in your hand. Yeah. And if you're if you're interested and you're trying to achieve a goal, for you not to explore it and you know like even question the shit I'm telling them. Right. 
you know, take what I'm telling them and be like, man, is Rob full of shit? Or, you know, why is he telling me this? Just confirm you know, it. Confirm it. Yeah. You know, or find some, you know, counter arguments to it. But I, I wonder, like, I can't think. I, I still, like, I have a hard time believing that. I know you yell at me all the time and tell me that we are not normal <laughs> in this, you know, and, and thinking like this. But then I get these things that happen, like, wait a second. They, I think more, you're right. Like, more people just, it's a, it's a laziness thing. More people just fall into that. They don't want to do extra to, to better themselves. They don't want to do extra to learn more. They just want to go to work or whatever, come home. And sit on their fucking ass and watch TV and then go to bed and wake up and do it again. There, there's no extra. Yeah. And it's... Or else there's... Yeah. They, or else they're getting information and they're not acting on it. And part of that is like, you know, you... They got information from you and action was to like follow up with that information. And they're, you know, not doing it. Or, you know, people go online and look up weight loss or workouts or whatever and read some articles or what and then they don't actually do it or they don't do it consistently enough it's uh yeah i think um there's a the um the book fortitude by dan crenshaw you read i haven't read it it's pretty good man it's it's one of those where i thought like oh okay i've seen you know these things before but it's actually pretty fucking good i'm a little mixed on that guy he you know he'll he'll put out a lot of good stuff you know the way he thinks about things and then he'll come up He'll, his ideas on certain things are just yeah. like... Well, in the book, his ideas on what, you know, just the need to have a common um, a common story, you know, national story. Because that's what's going on right now. Is like the story that we, we tell ourselves as a nation is fractured. You know, when we were kids, the story was, man, we are the greatest nation on earth. You know, we were founded on these principles of freedom and democracy and you know we're we're working towards the realization of uh that that dream you know like we're marching always trying to get better and and improving but we're this is good like what's happening in this country is good and now the national story is being challenged with nah you know america is racist and america was founded on slavery and america is you know anti anything that isn't a white male cisgender fucking you know blah 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 and um you know so but that's the problem is there's this national story and and so what you know which story we tell ourselves is important and it reflects also the story that we tell ourselves and so is are we victims or do we have opportunities and, you know, like one of the things I liked about it, cause I've talked to Shiloh about this and I've noticed is that it's like, you know, who are your heroes? And I think that that's the problem. One of the problems today is that, you know, this generation and in, uh, you know, I don't know how long it's been this way, but like their heroes are fucked up. They don't have heroes like we did. Like Harry Potter's not a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting story, but the, the idea of trying to make heroes relatable is is fucked up right we want heroes to be inspirational not relatable i can't relate to jocko mm-hmm. you know what i mean he inspires the fuck out of me but i can't relate to waking up at 4 30 in the morning and and doing the things that he's fucking done and that's what i want but they've tried to like soften that because that can make people feel bad and so well, we got to make heroes relatable and so you come up with fucking harry potter 
And you grow up with this is your hero. And well, that affects like who you want to be. Like now you're looking around and you're like, okay, who should I be? And what characteristics do they have? And it's, uh, yeah. And so that the, the, the stories that arise from those, those, those heroes that you have and the story that you tell yourself, well, that's going to feed into like what story you're going to tell yourself about, you know, the nation as a whole. And so he just has some really good points about like, you know, what the, what is the fucking point? And one, one of his things was like, you can't have a plan B. Like you make it through the buds training through seal training. You don't have a plan B. The guys who make it through never allow themselves to have a plan B. Like quitting was never an option. There was no plan B. And like, I, I know exactly what he means. Like there's times in my life where either forced by circumstance or whatever, where it's like, no, this is going to fucking happen. There is no plan B. Failure is not an option. There is no other, other thing to do. And like having that attitude in general and then being able to apply it towards learning something like that's kind of ultimately where all this is coming back is like people don't have that no plan B attitude. And so it's like, okay, I got to learn to do this, whether it's manage my finances or shoot a gun or fucking shoot a triangle or whatever the fuck it is, man. Like I got to learn how to do this. And so like, I don't know, like the, the, you and I, when we enter that phase, there's no plan B. Like we're going to learn about this. We're going to improve. We're going to get better. We're not going to be stopped by circumstances or whatever, like fucking hell or high water. We're going to fucking learn and we're going to figure this out. And if you don't have that attitude towards it and you're just like, eh, I want to learn it, but... But this seems like a lot of work. If I don't, I can blame the fucking whatever. Like, that's a different attitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that that attitude is kind of at the heart of, you know, we see it as laziness. And I think it manifests itself as laziness because if you have a plan B, it's always easy to quit. You know, mm -hmm. if you don't have a plan B, you're never going to quit. And so you don't look like you're lazy. You look like you're lazy if you always allow yourself a plan B because you just fucking quit all the time. And so I think that that is kind of at the heart of the the fucking thing. Like, you know, you need heroes that didn't allow themselves a fucking plan B. And that's how you want to be. And, you know, so that's, uh, anyways. You know, I have, I have trouble with the, like, the word hero. You know, because heroes, it's a weird thing for me. Like, when I try to process, okay, what is a hero? Because I like to look at people with, you know, traits that I would like to emulate. Right. Not yeah, heroes yeah. aren't 100% perfect. Right, they're not 100% perfect. And I I don't know. Like I, I I just I really don't like that word. Well, I would say like Pimenta is one of my jiu-jitsu heroes. Yeah, okay. And 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 see that's where like the uncomfortability like I don't he there's a, like yeah. Okay, you can call him a jiu-jitsu hero, but I just look up to him in the jiu-jitsu world. Right. And I want to emulate right what he's done or what he does with jiu-jitsu. You know, and there, there's aspects to your life. I look up to you, and I would like to emulate and learn. And there's all kinds Vice of people. Vice versa, my friend. You've inspired and, me more than once. Excuse me. And there's all kinds of people like that in my life. But I, I'm not going to call you my hero. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? They, I don't know. Well, I, I know it's just a weird word game in my head, but yeah. it's... Well, I think that it's important growing up as a child to have heroes. Because you that's how you think. That's how you interact with the world. You know, you, you interact with the world in these grandiose black and white ways. Like, mm -hmm. that's how you see the world. And so you need 
heroes who emulate, well, in a black and white world, this is how you want to act. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow up, you realize like there's more shades of gray. But if you don't know how to act when things are black and white in the first place, how the fuck are you going to figure out the gray? Yep. Right? So heroes are, uh, you know, again, like you look back at like the Greek heroes, like they had personality flaws. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, they weren't perfect. Like Achilles was an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you wanted to emulate certain aspects of Achilles, but you don't want to be Achilles. Right. And that's what they were, they would teach them. Like you look, I want to be like this hero in this aspect. And I want to be like this hero. I want the strength of Hercules and the, and the bravery of Diomed and the fucking cunning of Odysseus. You know, it wasn't like this one Superman. So, but you had these fucking, they were heroes. They were larger than life. Like, this is how you act. Like, if you're Odysseus, you're getting home. There is no fucking plan B. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but if you don't grow up with these heroes, you don't grow up with these people informing you that this is, this is the way that you act, man. Then you grow up as an adult and you're just like trying to navigate a great world and you have no fucking like foundation. foundation. Your foundation's fucked up. It's full of, you know, feel good and you're okay, I'm okay and... You know, we're all rock stars and shit like that, man. It's it's not as the foundation's fucked up. So it makes it harder as adults for people to figure out how to navigate shit. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. It is. Yeah, man. There's that. I, oh, go ahead. No, but go ahead. I mean, you know, it's, you know, part of what I was wanting to talk about too is just like, you know, the personal responsibility. And man, I know we harp on it, but. It's so important. And I think that's a big part. It goes with that. It's just lost nowadays. People don't take personal responsibility for themselves. <clears throat> and, you know, where I, you know, that's that's part of the reason I, I started thinking about this a couple months back when, you know, Shiloh was, wants to be on the getting jacked kick. You know, she, you know, <laughs> she wants to look like her mom. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. Um, and I, it made me start thinking about, you know, when it comes... Your body and your mind are the only two things in this world that you have 100% control over. Right. You can get thrown curveballs. You know, you can get cancer or something. You didn't have control over that. You can have, you have control over how you respond to it. But, you know, those are kind of, you know, subsets to the area. But you have, I mean, like, if you want to you get jacked, you want to get stronger. That is... You have control over that, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing, man. You control what goes in your mouth. You control how much you sleep. You control when you work out, how you work out. Like, you have 100% control over it, and I think that's why I like that so much, because no one can take that from me. Yeah. And that, that is, it's either, it's up to me to succeed or fail. And, and man, it just, I think that's why I'm drawn to it. And, you know, and, yeah, I started thinking about this, too, because this is kind of the same thing. With that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, you know, in that, dude, that's just a whole world, like a whole world full of fucking information and shit. But so much of it is, you know, per personal responsibility, man. And because the more I learn about, you know, finance and all this shit that, dude, I really believed, I really do believe that, like, the system is rigged against normal blue collar working guy like myself, like, you know, from the finance industry and the systems in place and the politicians, they just 
feed you little nuggets to you know let you think you're doing good and then bullshit information but it's almost to like keep you at a certain level you know and this whole, the whole GameStop thing and the Wall Street bets <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Reddit All right. it's you know expose <coughs> excuse me expose some of those cracks and it just really makes you start thinking like uh, you know that game is rigged man that, that game is fucking rigged well, yeah the, the more you learn about it and just you go down those rabbit holes, that the whole fiat currency and the fucking the intermingling of you know Wall Street and the finance industry and politicians, that game is fucking rigged. Yeah. And, and it, it and dude, you start learning about it, it is agitating. And in my opinion, and this is very white belt opinion on it, but like cryptocurrency is the opportunity for a normal guy like myself to like Give the middle finger to that system, and it really and it's all about personal responsibility, man. It's all about doing your own research, educating yourself, taking custody of your own money, and holding it. You know, and, you know that's a big thing with the crypto. And it's a little bit of the wild west when you get into cryptocurrency, you know, because you'll get hackers trying to steal your shit. And there's no or if you send it, if you're trying to send you know crypto to somebody else and you send it to the wrong address, it's gone, man. There's, you know, if you do, if you're working with a normal bank or Wells Fargo yeah. or something and you fuck up, they, you know, they got insurances and they'll cover you, blah, blah, blah. And no, that doesn't exist. And so it's your response. You have to take that responsibility to control it. And it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. And, it, and I like it. You know, I, I'm running into that more this week. I don't want to get too much into my finances, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I wanted to sell some different stocks and things. So you know, I'm moving some money around and investing yeah. in crypto. And I got all these fucking gatekeepers I got to jump through, man. Like, it's my money. But I can't just... No, they're trying to protect it for you. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're trying to protect... They're going to something silly like they're, go invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> they're trying to pr- protect me. I don't need you to protect me. I know. And, and yeah. It's super... It's the same fun. system that takes the taxes out of your paycheck for you, out it's of the super, kindness of their heart. Super... Yeah, and a lot of these bullshit systems in place, <laughs> or like they say it's for your own good. Right. No, man. Fuck you. I, like, personal responsibility. Yeah. I will take care of myself. Yeah. Get the fuck out of it. Yeah. And it's... Dude, yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, I... I again, so... It, I, I will... Pr- uh, um, say before this statement, like... Man, what happened in Texas was fucked up. And like, you see, yep. see videos and man, it was a fucking crazy situation. So no way am I making light of anybody's situation down there. But like you heard what's going on with the energy bills. Yeah. And so, dude, as soon as I heard it, before it even came out, I was like, oh, I know what happened. These people were on variable rate energy plans because they were betting on the energy prices being lower than normal. And... It's and they're not, you know. That's like you sign up for a mortgage that you know has a, you know, the the, the adjustable the, rate, the mortgage. adjustable rate mortgage. Exactly. It's, it's the exact same thing, <clears throat> and there's a level of personal responsibility that comes along with doing that. If you're going to leave the security of a fixed rate system, and enter a variable rate system, because you're going to bet that you're going to win by having lower than normal rates, like you need to be cognizant of the fact that that could flip. And then you have to have some sort of plan for if it does. And people didn't. And, and again, the narrative is, is 
really more like, how dare the energy company? Oh my God. And it's like, dude, the people signed up for it. Like, this is what their contract said. And I think that they should work something out. I don't think, like, yeah, you shouldn't have a $10,000 electric bill. Like, something needs to be done. But, like, like you said, man, there's a level of personal responsibility that goes along with that. But you can just see from the narrative, from that situation right there, like, society as a whole does not believe that. The message, that that's not the message of personal responsibility. It is... How dare the energy company actually do what they said they were going to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, again, I think this, this should be worked out. But the, like I said, you could just see from the, the reaction, both from society and the media, that the, the reaction was not one. And you had one, um, I forget, you know, somebody who came out and basically said something like that. And his words were definitely not presented in a positive light, you know, that he's pointing out that like, hey, this is what happened. You don't have these evil energy companies. You had people that signed up for this thing. This is what happened. There's a level of personal responsibility involved. Like, we'll work something out. But again, like his words were not taken as like in the positive light. It was it was being portrayed in a very negative way from at least the, the article and source that I saw. So... Yeah, man, you're exactly right. Like, if you don't have that level of personal responsibility, and dude, that's at the fucking heart of the prepper lifestyle. So, yeah. you got to be responsible for your own safety. You got to be responsible for your own, you know, well-being. In in case you it called upon, like it's great that you don't have to, but going around life pretending like, oh, nothing's ever gonna happen to me. I mean, dude, every day something's trying to, like, fucking mother nature, life is trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, every day you got to make yourself harder to kill. Whether it's just, you know, the fact that you're getting older and it's like, man, I got to stay fit. You know, I got to eat right. I got to keep, you know, doing these things uh, along with all the training and stuff. Like, because if you don't, if you slack off, like, shit, you get behind the power curve, bro. Someone's coming to take your lunch. Yeah. And, and when those things get exposed people don't like to admit they fucked up they they look for someone to point a finger at like oh this didn't work out but it's not my fault right you know, it's not it, my it, fault it's not my fault this happened because of this, this no motherfucker it is your fault yeah and you, know, you need to sack up and take responsibility of that shit yeah that's, I, I get yeah that shit gets me just fired up and pissed off because you see examples of that in so many different facets of your life and in everybody's life around you and it goes also you see so many people wanting to find shortcuts and find the easy way to do things yeah and that that agitates me to no end too like man yeah there is things that can shake yeah the hacks there's things (laughs) that can time place for those things there's and there's there is you know i don't really like using the word but there is little tricks you can do to help yourself but there is no fucking shortcut man Mm mm-mm you got to put in the effort. And, you know, like when it comes to, let's say you want to build some muscle and get stronger. Dude, there's no fucking substitute from just lifting goddamn weights and eating protein, man. Consistently Consist- over time. Consistency. is yes. the, That is the, if you want to hack, that is it. There's no fucking supplement. There's no, yes, if you get on anabolic steroids. You know, you, you're going to get to your outcome, fat, you know, your end result possibly faster. But but that's still not the end all be all, man. You still got to be very consistent 
with all the other things. And everybody's looking for that shortcut, man. And it's not there. When it comes to anything. Yeah. You got it. Consistency is everything. You yeah. Just, you got to put in the fucking... You got to show up every day. Yeah. Every day. <clears throat> and that's what's, that's lost. People just don't act like that. They're always looking for the goddamn shortcut, man. Yeah, the fucking the hack lifestyle. It's. I mean, the four-hour work week was kind of the... the you know, kickoff point, I think, for a lot of people trying to, oh, man, I just need to look for the hacks and stuff. And I, I don't know if it was, a, I wouldn't say it was a kickoff point. I want to say Tim Ferriss was smart, and he, and he capitalized on the fact that people don't want to put in the work. Yeah. You know, and they, they well, want the easy ride. I just mean, like, you know, obviously those things, there, there's a point, you know, there's an adoption phase, right? And so you got your early adopters and then your blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then there's a point where it tips like more of the public's mm-hmm. awareness. And I would say like the four hour work week was definitely influential in tipping this whole idea more towards the public's awareness and just making it like, there was a point where the kettlebell showed up in fucking gold's gym, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it, uh, um, so anyway, so yeah, that's I, I agree. Like, there's always been this thing, like the you know you you sell fucking muscle magazines since I've been reading muscle magazines, like the you know the tips of the pros. Like that was basically like what's the, what's the hack, brother? Like what's the what's the pro tip that I need to fast forward my gains, dude? Like that's what you were looking for. And so yeah, but the the whole like trying to base your whole life around hacks. I, I know what you mean. You get people and they they do these things and it's like they're just trying to like look for these shortcuts in all these different areas rather than just like settling in and doing the work and like i define a hack as like a best practice mm-hmm. you know so if somebody tells you like hey man you know if you're getting into jujitsu like you know a good hack is to you know keep a training journal right like okay well that's i i would say like yeah that's a that'll definitely speed up your progress it's very easy to do you know, that would, you could define it that way, but it's just, it's also just the best practice mm-hmm. for, for that situation. And so, um, you know, I don't, I can't really think of, cause the way that they're sold and the, what they end up actually being are two different things. Like that's the thing that people don't realize about hacks. Like what they want is something that's going to speed things up. Nothing speeds shit up. Like it, what they're basically doing is giving you some best practices so that you're not wasting your time. Right. And if you're not wasting time, it seems like things are being sped up. Because you would be wasting your time usually trying to figure these things out and then you don't. And so, you know, instead of taking you 10 weeks to achieve something, it takes you six weeks, but fuck, it still takes you six weeks. You know what I mean? You're not getting it in a week, but that's what they want. They want this fucking hack. Like, okay, if I do this like for a week or two, like, boom, I'm there. And yeah, man, Mega Mass 2000 doesn't work that way. Nope. Despite what the ads say. Damn it. They've been lying to us. So yeah, realizing that man, like coming to that that realization point, is uh, I think something everybody's got to go through. I mean, you know, supplements are a perfect example. Like I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on supplements. Thousands. Yeah, and on some level, supplements are a hack, mm-hmm. right? Like you're trying to like speed all this stuff up and like get the most results as quickly as possible. And I'm gonna do that through these supplements, and then. You notice like the people who have been working out the longest and training the longest, if they especially if they don't have a supplement sponsor, tend to take like the fewest things. The person who takes the most shit is the new person. Yep. He's going crazy. And yeah, but then you realize like, oh, that's not 
it's just work, man. I got to put in the work. Yeah, put in the goddamn work. Yeah, and those supplements ain't really helping me. They're just making my wallet lighter. Yeah, so. yeah, you're, you're going to be lighter on the scale because your wallet's lighter. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I hear you, man. There's just it's a it's a societal attitude thing, and that's why I like that book because you know, the, you know, whatever else you will about personal politics and stuff is totally his message in that book was basically like, man, we need to get back to this personal responsibility like if we don't as a nation if this doesn't become our story again then we're in trouble because where does like what okay so we're allowing ourselves a plan b right like that's the problem is like okay there's a plan b if there's someone else to blame then you've allowed yourself a plan b and where do you get like you know you don't get anywhere with a plan b it's too easy to quit you'd be like ah it's all your fault so man how do we course correct as a society you know like because the path we're on right now is not good yeah and it's led us to this point where shit is just chaos and we're creating a bunch of bitch ass motherfuckers universal basic jujitsu man and yeah how do you course correct yeah man i strongly believe like jujitsu and martial arts in general are going to have to play a fucking role in it. Like, I know it just sounds, you know, but if we're being real, like, what the fuck is going to help, like, change that? And, you know, martial arts, at its core, is personal responsibility. It's self-defense, it's physical fitness, it's mental fitness, and all of it's on you. It's like, yes, it's a team sport because I need someone else to wrestle with, but you ain't helping me out there. It's still up to me to bring the technique, to bring the fucking fitness, to bring the mindset. And like that's that's why martial arts are so fucking great. And if we if we don't have that, you get that to with sports to some degree, you know. And so I don't think that it's a coincidence that we're seeing like the decline of sports in school and PE where you're fucking playing dodgeball and different sports where people may feel bad because they're they lose uh and and what's going on like people need that man people need the struggle yep they need the struggle need to feel bad yeah need to feel bad about yourself once in a while you do you You do do because that that will be the catalyst for change because you'll remember that feeling you're like ooh, that didn't feel good right How, how can i avoid that feeling again i mean you can avoid it by not participating in those things yeah and be a bitch or you can be like, oh no, I can't avoid that feeling by getting better. And what do I got to do to get better? Yep. And, you know, follow that path. And, yeah, dude, sport and martial arts in particular. Obviously, you know, we love martial arts. And, I, dude, I've been in martial arts almost my whole life. And, yeah, yeah I could see that being a good tool to help. Because that's where it's got to, yeah, we got to teach our kids, the younger generation coming up, this personal responsibility and these tough lessons of learning and losing and feeling crappy about themselves yeah you you have to you know just telling everybody they're great all the time yeah does them such a disservice dude so you're you're not that great man you're you're not that great you need to fucking work harder there's always somebody out there better better than you always there's somebody out there working harder right now while you're bitching about you didn't get what you wanted whose fault is that is it that guy's fault because he's better no yeah, and there's no one stopping you from doing the same. Yep. Like, that's the thing. And it doesn't matter who the fuck you are, how you perform is what matters. You know, it's, it's uh, 
yeah, it's, there's so many beautiful things about jujitsu that would make society better as a whole and just, man, it would fucking, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know if you saw it, there was this fucking crazy video that made its way around the internet in self-defense circles of like, the fucking, the husband and wife and their neighbor arguing and mm-hmm. the fucking neighbor came out with a gun and fucking shot them both down. You ain't seen that? No. Dude, it's crazy. Just recently this happened? Yeah, like last month or something. It's really? fucking nuts, man. And and you're watching this and like, it, it, apparently like the couple was shoveling snow uh, onto, they, they talked about it on the Concealed Carry podcast, where the, the couple was shoveling snow onto the old boy's yard mm-hmm. and they started arguing. And dude, the couple lose their shit, man. They're like fucking screaming at this dude. And it reminded me of that crazy lady who fucking like drove her pickup truck at me. And like, oh, yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to have to fucking fight. Like, dude, you could tell, like, dude, something, like, fucking, something's flipped, man. And they were, like, going crazy, like, screaming and cussing at this guy. And he's cussing at them. And then he goes in and, you know, because they basically call him out. Like, call him a pussy. What are you going to do? So he goes and grabs a fucking gun and comes out. And they're still, like, cussing at him. What are you going to do? Fuck you. So he fucking lights him up. And... Yeah, and they're still, like, fucking cussing and stuff. So he goes back in and gets a fucking rifle and comes back out and finishes them off. Dude, it's fucking inc- crazy. It's insane. Insane. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, nobody does jujitsu in this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Because at some point... You like, wouldn't act like that. Nobody would have acted. Somebody, you know, the guy who got the gun and shot them, which, did, you know, those people did not get what they deserved. By no means. But, man, they were fucking going. They were pushing hard they were being shitty hard like when you got someone pointing a gun in your face and you're still cussing at them it's like dude you have no you you live in a world where there are zero repercussions for your actions dude i i experienced that firsthand semi-regularly dealing with shitty fucking customers man and and like that's an extreme example of like where this create where it can go but you see that and but yeah, yeah you see that and it's like, dude, these people just live in a crazy world where they just don't think there's any physical consequences. And you're like, they don't do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. They do nothing hard. There's no struggle in their life. And it's like if, if somebody would have done jujitsu or some sort of martial art or something like that in that situation, those three people would still be alive. Because the dude ended up committing suicide because he came to his senses and realized like, fuck. Well, this isn't going to end well. Right. Yeah. And so like, dude, it's a tragic thing. Three people died because... I mean, honestly, like, no one in that situation, again, I could be wrong, right? I don't know for sure. And if I'm wrong, then I will, you know, I apologize. One of them may have done, you know, been doing it. But the way they were acting, it just seemed to me like, man, these people don't have... Other tools. Yeah. And then no worry of their consequences for their actions. Yeah. Yeah, like, because it would have been so easy for me to have gotten into a similar shouting match with that lady. Mm Mm-hmm. She was calling me a pussy, fuck you, like just trying to egg me on. She wanted me to respond and and get back at her. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like I just, I wouldn't engage that way. And and I definitely know that like doing jujitsu gave me a mindset that allowed me to respond in that way. And like maybe, maybe I would have been able to stay calm without it. I don't know. But I definitely know that it helped me stay calm and so and not escalate a situation like that. 
And again, like that's what, man, you just, we need those fucking skills. Like society has lost those skills. Like, yeah, you shouldn't act like that. But if so, you know, you need to do jujitsu. And so you don't act like that, but I need to do jujitsu. So I don't respond to that shit too. It's like, we all need to worry about ourselves and what can I do to, you know? And so I, I, I think that martial arts, jujitsu, you know, it's, something like that's going to have to play a role, some sort of like physical culture reawakening because this, the path that we're on with just, Hey man, sit on a couch and watch Netflix and you're okay. And I'm okay is not leading in a good direction. So I think, uh, it concerns me. Yeah. Yeah, Like I, I can get a little, you start getting like depressed. You start, you just look around and see how people behave and it's, it's concerning. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man, what is happening? Yeah. Hey, and, and the people that we have in power right now, there's very few of them, like your Dan, Dan Crenshaw's, that are helping correct this thing. Yeah. You know, they're the minority. We got, it's, we got all these fucktards running the show telling everybody they're okay and that we need to let boys join girls sports because Billy wants to be called Sally so he can go join the girls soccer team and decimate everybody yeah that's curious man I've, I told uh, Kelly like I feel like the real litmus test for that whole attitude is gonna come when one when it gets into like the major women's sports like when you see Serena Williams losing to a trans woman you know, or you see one on the PGA golf tour, like you see some dude who's like, you know, 50th in the world turn trans and <clears throat> start dominating the, the PGA tour. Like there's certain sports and, you know, like the hundred meter dash mm-hmm. in the Olympics, you know, even, even within like track, like that's kind of a high profile thing. Like the, the girl who, who wins that event, like that's a, that's a, a thing. <clears throat> so I think what is the what are the attitudes and what's the response going to be when you start seeing that happening because that's going to eventually happen like if this becomes the norm that's going to happen it's going to happen you're going to have a generation of of trans women competing in women's sports coming up and eventually turning pro you know if it doesn't happen earlier right if you don't have someone who who turns earlier and and flip, you know starts competing in the women's division so it's going to happen eventually. Like that is, that is, you know, that's the thing that I don't think people think about. They don't sit down and go, okay, this, this makes me feel good in the moment, but let's think this out to its eventuality. Like, where is this going to lead us? Like, this is going to lead us to like three trans. And again, I don't, I'm not anti-trans. Like this isn't my, that's not my point. I'm just saying like, there's a potential for this leading to, you know, three trans women standing on the podium at the women's hundred uh, meter Olympic finals. Yep. Like that, that could happen. Now, I'm not going to argue whether that's a good or bad thing, but that could happen. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think people have really like thought that out. Like, okay, is this a good or bad thing? Like, how do you feel about this specific scenario here? Like, you know, you don't give a shit about some, you know, a women, girls track in Massachusetts or whatever, high school track in Massachusetts. You don't care about this, you know, women's master's uh, division in, in, in cycling or something, you know, so, you know, or th- these are sports and divisions and things that like, they don't really care about. 
And, and so it's really easy to be like, oh, fuck you, you bigot. You know, but like, okay, well, let's see how you feel when Serena Williams starts losing to one. And I don't mean one to, to a trans woman, right? So, again, I, I have nothing against it. I, I, I just, but this is, if this is where you guys want women's sports to eventually get to, then fine. But if you don't, and, you know, again, like you could then argue, well, if you see this, if you're a woman growing up and you see like, man, the top of these sports are starting to be dominated by trans women, and I'm not a trans woman, like, why, why even try? Like, yep. why, why compete? Or are you going to have, have some that aren't able to make a team because, you know, there's some spots that, you know, a trans woman gets. And, you know, uh, and, and so that's, you're, you're, so you're going to, at some level, discourage and reduce the amount of women who are participating in sports and doing these things. And that goes back to what we talked about, how important sports are yeah, for yeah. the development of our culture. Which seems to be and, the opposite of what the fuck we want. Yep. And so... See, that, that, that's why I start thinking about all this. Everything you're putting out there, man, I've thought about this. And it doesn't end well unless it gets course corrected somehow. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know. And again, the, the problem too is that we define well by our standards. What if we're in a society today, you know, I, don't, I, I hate to say it, but like, what if this generation coming up, like, what if there is a societal change where like, you know, to them, that is ending well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, this is your, this is your society. This is your ship. Like, if this is what you want, then fine. That's great. You know, I mean, then I just, I, I don't know, like maybe I don't agree with it, maybe I don't like it, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I do recognize that, you know, that I do think that I have a good definition of what ending well is, but I also recognize that that's my definition of ending well. And if that's not what most people want, then, you know, I may be... Uh, we'll just have to move someplace to where that definition is. Dude, you want to know what's crazy? Huh? France. France is starting to declare these social justice ideas coming out of America and American universities as bad for French society and are starting to like, you know, look into teachers that teach this stuff and try to avoid this stuff making its way into the French universities. And, but yeah, basically saying, cause you know, that, that it was a good, you know, Shiloh's learning French and French is one of those languages that has male and female um, verbs or, mm-hmm. you know, words like, and so they're specific to the gender. It's like, what the fuck do you do with a language that has gender specific words when gender doesn't exist and you've got more than two genders? Again, take this out on the final fucking timeline, folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds good when you're in America, but okay, what, you, you know, Spanish and French and you have these languages that have this established way of of speaking because there is an established way of looking at human beings and that is male and female and if someone wants to transition from a male to a female and start being referred to by the female verbs and pronouns and stuff like that then great do it you know don't i don't have a problem with that but you know the the problem is when they're like well these fucking things don't even exist and well i'm not you know i'm i'm non-binary I'm fucking pansexual or what you know what I mean? And it's like, how do you refer to these people in these languages? Because this they don't fit into the, the male and female gender, blah blah blah. 
So I don't know. I don't know what the answer to the question is, but I, this is one of those things I don't think a lot of these people have really thought about and said like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Like we're going to have to ask these people to restructure their entire language. Mm-hmm. And they probably will. Like that, that's the arrogance that these fucking assholes have is that, that they should be forced to restructure their entire language to, to stop reflecting this binary uh, Western bullshit way of looking at things. And I, I, kudos to France, man. I never thought I'd say like, man, we may be looking at moving to France at some point in the future, but dude, if they stop, put a stop to the social justice bullshit, I'll go fucking drink some espresso and eat some brie and speak some fucking French. Yep. So <laughs> I don't know. Where, I don't know where they're at with guns over there. I don't think they like them, but you know, I don't know. Just between owning guns which they're trying to make harder and harder and more and more ridiculous and again you see man like that that Colin Noir guy had a good point with like dude even if you ban AR-15s you're not going to make a dent in actual gun violence so what's the fucking point it's like COVID-19 you can see like our leaders are not being driven by science and data they're being driven by making the populace feel better yep AR-15s make people feel nervous because they look aggressive and so in order to make people feel better we're going to ban them even though they don't do shit for actually reducing the number of deaths and incidents of, of gun violence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to close the fucking feel, gyms in California, even though there's no fucking reason to. Feel good measures. Feel man. good measures. That's, that's all these things are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. what that's what the government's being run by right feel now. Feel good measures. They want everybody to be warm and cozy. Yeah. And feel good about themselves. Yeah. Yep. It's a sad state of affairs, man. It's fucking crazy, man. That's why we like jujitsu. Personal responsibility. So we get on the mats and... It don't fucking matter, man. All I'm worried about is that goddamn Toledo choke you keep trying to throw around my neck or the fucking the new Ezekiel throat crush of throat death crush. from the arm triangle position or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got some new some new tricks you've been working on. Yep. So I'm more worried about those things and all that shit when we're <laughs> wrestling, man. That's why I love that shit. Those are more important. Fuck yeah. Cool. I say we call that a wrap. Sounds like so get man. out of here and get to training in time. Yeah. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. Personal responsibility, people. Personal responsibility. Take care of yourself. Well, you know, like Pimenta's said, and we've said a million times, if everybody just worried about making themselves better, we'll all get better. Yep. Just worry about yourselves. Worry about yourselves, motherfuckers. That's it. That's it. See ya. See ya.